Hello and welcome to the Convenience Mix podcast, brought to you by conveniencestore.co.uk, Lumen Intelligence and The Grocer. Every four weeks we'll be focusing on the key trends and topics impacting the UK convenience sector. Each episode sees us hone in on one key industry topic and share the latest data, news and insight, giving retailers, suppliers and wholesalers the information needed to support business critical decisions. My name is Aidan Fortune, editor of conveniencestore.co.uk, and I am delighted to be joined by my regular co-hosts, Ronan Hegarty, news editor at The Grocer. Hi, Aidan. And Lonnie Whist, Insight Director at Lumina Intelligence. Hi, Aidan. Hello. So today we're focusing on community engagement. And one of the USPs that convenience retailers enjoy is that they can engage with their local community at a level that their major multiple rivals simply can't match. They're operating at the heart of their communities, so they know what's affecting it, and more importantly, how they can help. In this episode of the Convenience Mix podcast, we'll be examining the benefits of stepping up your community engagement, as well as hearing from the 2020 Community Retailer of the Year, Faraz Iqbal of Premier Linktown, about the work he does in his area. But first, Morrison's has introduced a new reward scheme that moves away from the points-based model to a more personalised approach. Do you guys, do you think it's a move by the, by the multiples to be more like community retailers? Yeah, I think it, this is a, it's an interesting move from Morrison's. Um, you know, usually these things come with, they're just basically, you know, you either get your points and you add them up and you get a five pound discount at the end of when a certain, you collect a certain amount or you get uh, promotions, money off things in store. But this is uh, definitely more per- personalized, which obviously is a, is a big trend for retailers. But equally, there's a an element where you can um, use those rewards actually to spend in local charities and local community hubs and things like that. It's a, a similar move to that previously done last year by the co-op and, and following their longer sort of standing memberships uh, program. And I think it's a sign that supermarkets are moving into that area of, of trying to be community champions and trying to be, um, you know, effectively all things to all within communities and build up sort of goodwill from from local shoppers the things that have been the bread and butter for convenience retailers for forever really yeah i completely agree i think this move away from blanket discounts to a more personalized approach really picks up some mega trends that we're always seeing in not just convenience but all of grocery retail um and as you said ronan a great link to um community involvement and, and the charity element as well yeah, I think um, I think I think the it's it's something that re- community retailers, uh, traditional convenience retailers, need to be aware of. I think uh, it, it's not a flash in the pan. This I think supermarkets in general are in the in the COVID pandemic have reappraised their position, their role in society, and I think community championing community issues and stuff like that is only going to be go- become more and more important for for supermarkets. I actually heard a uh, investor bemoaning the fact that supermarkets are now only there for um, their customers and communities rather than shareholders which is uh, is, is a shocking sort of inflection on his, his moral compass but um, but tells you exactly where sort of supermarkets are going and convenience stores need to be aware of it well long may it continue so on to the main topic of the episode community engagement and who better to kick us off on this topic than 2020 community retailer of the year Faraz Iqbal, a premier LinkedIn local in Kakaldi. We spoke to Faraz about the work he does and how he first started getting involved in the community. Welcome to the Convenience Mix podcast, Faraz. So tell us about the community work you do at your store. We do a lot in the community. I think we're quite heavily involved 
it's strange because we're, we're kind of like a big family. I've, I've grown up in the area, so everybody's got to, you know, we've got personal touches and things. So there's lots of examples. We do things from stuff that normal shopkeepers will do, help people with their shopping or, or, or help somebody get home when they're, when, when they're needing some help or just small things to extreme things like obviously during the pandemic we, we went and helped people when they needed it most uh, getting medicine or getting essentials to somebody that's stranded or, 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 or can't come out at the moment lots of different things like that things like when, when we get heavy snowfall we, we, we go out of our way to try and help people we, we, we usually put up a post it was the same at, at the pandemic we, we, we did put up a post and we, we help with the community we're working together we, we actually made something called the, the LinkedIn Community Aid uh, it was between me, a counsellor, and uh, Linktown Resident Association, which I'm a part of. And it was just, we were on the front line right right at the very start. There, there was no help at that time. People were struggling, you know, like you, you were told to stay indoors. There was lots of people messaging saying, look, can, do you have this? Can you do this? Or do you know where, where, where I can get this? Or how I can get some help for 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 this? Lots of various different things that was coming through. So we, we set that up. And it just spiralled, you know, things like that just spiral. There's lo- there's lots of people that want to help you. There's lots of people that need help. That's just some of the stuff that we get on with. Uh, uh, there's lots of other things like charity events or, or, or general events in the, in the area that we, we try and help out with. And uh, sometimes it's just totally random. Uh, just this weekend, actually, uh, our, our driver helped a, a customer. She was, she's, she's been getting deliveries from us since the start of the pandemic, I remember. And... Uh, she was needing wipers for her car at the weekend. You know, she was she's looking to get back out now. But things are easing up, and and she just uh, she just mentioned it to him, and and he actually helped her order wipers for her car at the doorstep. You know, so that was kind of that, that was a basic. And uh, he actually told me yesterday that uh, on Sunday his day off, he went round and fit them for her, which is it took five minutes. Or but he's went round and you know we, we kind of go out of our way to do things like that. You know. And has the pandemic highlighted the role retailers can play in their communities? Yeah, I think that it's highlighted what what retailers can do. You know, like it's definitely highlighted it to our community that we we're there for the community when they need it most. Uh, I remember going back to Beast from the East a few years back, and it was the same then. At that point, where when somebody's stuck, we're on the front line. We can help. You know, simple things can can help people. You know, and 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 they remember that. They they remember that, and and that's what makes you part of a community when. You know, it's a two way street. You're helping them. They also like to help you. So, when we put out a post about about our, our LinkedIn community aid, I remember I got hundreds of messages, hundreds of messages of people saying, "If you need anybody to deliver anything, I'm at home. I'm not going to work. Just let me know." You know, not just us helping people, but it's getting other people helping people. You know, it's that sort of effect. It's a domino effect. You know, it's also been reported how people in your community will come to you rather than the police when something is wrong. How did that come about? We get that quite a lot, actually. We're in one of those areas. It's, we've got all walks of life in there, and and a lot of people don't like the police or whatever. Or sometimes the the police will come to us, and and we we'll try and help. And then sometimes people come to us, and and we try and help them. You know, like various different things that people problems of life that people come across, and and they feel that because we're part of the community, they see us every day. They 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 trust us. Uh, they they'd rather come to us, and you know, when somebody's lost a cat, instead they going elsewhere they come to us and say look can you help or we're like the first port of call while you may not see a financial gain what are the benefits for your business with this work it's not about the benefits it's not why we do it uh, we, 
what's what happens is we we become a real family. You know, like it, we've got that family feel in the community, and and there's always people there to help us when we need it, and we're there to help them. So it's just a two way street, like I said, and and benefit wise, it's that that is never why we've done it, but obviously the people value that more. Uh, like people that that you've helped definitely remember you. You know the when you're needing help, they're definitely there first. So when we've got issues or 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 when we need some help with something, we can put up a post and, and lots of people come to help, you know, like th- that is that is what a community retailer is or, you know, we're all working together for the same greater good. That I think that's the main benefit to everybody, you know. And did it take long for you to gain the community's trust? We we've been in the community for for a long time. Mum and dad had the shop since nineteen ninety nine been in the area since then. I grew up and went to the school at the same place, you know, and uh, grew up with a lot of the guys. So it has, it's taken 20 years to get to where I am today, you know, in terms of in the community, but people gain trust over time. So it does take a lot of time, uh, but there's a start. You have to start somewhere, you know. Uh, it's just the way I've grown up. Mum's, Mum and Dad's always said, you know, like we've always been there to help people or, or people they've been there to, to help us. So it's just, we just do what we do every day and, and, and it's kind of built up over the years, you know. And finally, besides being patient, what advice would you have for retailers looking to improve their community engagement? Community engagement is very important. Uh, we should all get involved, uh, no matter how small it is. It's always appreciated, you know. So whatever you do, don't don't think it's never appreciated. There's always If you've helped somebody, that person, that one person w- will appreciate your help, you know. So there's always stuff that you can do, you know, you can... First step, maybe just going to a local meeting just to find out what what what's happening in the area. You know what what people need, or just meeting people in the same perspective that are 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 trying to make the area a better place. Uh, that that's maybe the next step. Actually, the, the first step is just simple retailing. I think people just helping people with their shopping and just the basics. Just make the small steps. It doesn't have to be big. Though. Amazing work. Thank you very much for your time, Fraz. So a lot of interesting points raised by Fraz. One that stands out to me is that he didn't set out to create benefits for his business. He and his family helped others because it was the right thing to do and the goodwill built up as a result. Um, is there a danger that engagement could be done for the wrong reasons and therefore not be as effective or come across as less than genuine? I think the community engagement does need to work for retailers as well. And I personally think there's nothing wrong with spotting an opportunity and going for that. Um, for me, a really good example of a community action that also made business sense is Paul Chima's stores that then doubled as garden centers in the last year during lockdown. Uh, So this is at a time that garden centers were shut and we were all stuck at home. And so many people know about the positive effect of gardens and outside and that can have on wellness and, and mental health as well. So I'd definitely class this as a community benefit, but then one that also made money um, it was just very, very clever, this commercial opportunity that was highlighting these new missions, but then also giving something back to the community. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think C-store owners uh, and, and any retailer can sort of act entirely as a philanthropist. There has to be a, an element where it works for them as a, as a business. But uh, but there's clearly plenty they can be doing that is investing in the community, investing in the goodwill, and they get their rewards in different ways. And I think what Faraz was saying there was very interesting that uh, it's a two-way street uh, and you help your community 
and you know the community will be there to help you and and that's not just by coming and shopping in your store but that's you know helping you out in in, in other ways when you need it so um I, as i say I, I think there's there has to be sort of it can't be just giving away everything for nothing and things like that but um but it is a two-way relationship with the community that can be mutually beneficial yeah i think fraz's story was so inspirational and i think that anybody who wasn't completely committed to community involvement they wouldn't be delivering medicine to people who are shielding but then again if you're a retailer who's sponsoring a local football team kit and your reasons aren't a hundred percent altruistic I still think that's acceptable yeah I think that's good I mean it's everyone still sees the benefit and it's still a good thing to do and yeah I mean it's 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 marketing and what is it philanthropy is the future of marketing so um yeah that's still still worthwhile in that in that respect and while Faraz didn't do it for our sales benefit and the more goodwill the retailer builds with his community the more loyal his customers will be does engagement translate into sales? Short answer is yes. And we absolutely know this from our convenience tracking program. So we found that stores that rate higher on satisfaction ratings for community involvement are also attracting higher average spends and probably most importantly, most frequent visits. And actually this jump in high average spend for high ratings of community involvement is even stronger when we look at just symbols and indies. So incredibly important and definitely can translate into sales. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's it's a long it's a long held thing, really. I mean, when you know, I have to say, I've been writing about the convenience market for more years than I probably care to remember. Um, but you know, when we wrote about talked about this 15 years ago, it was all about the the, the drive of the multiples into convenience and and pushing out. Um, independent retailers and, and stuff like that but back then it was always the case that the really good really community focused retailers would still prosper and still thrive because they had a different USP to the the more sort of you know one size fits all um, supermarket format so um, it, it's it's always been the case and it always will be the case that the good and innovative and community focused retailers will 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 have a place in their community and will thrive as a business and Ronald, you mentioned about how they use this usp to not fight off the multiples but could you see the and the multiples learning from these retailers yeah absolutely and i think that's that, that's possibly the biggest danger for convenience retailers for for independence is that you know the multiple retail supermarkets they're really really smart and maybe they've been a bit slow on the uptake about how important that community is and uh, they were more focused on on just sort of offering a sort of six out of ten offer that is is pretty much average every time people get what they want when they need it it's convenience at a half decent price and therefore they get away with that but now in in, in this sort of new age of um community and 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 you know with younger consumers in particular sort of feeling that that's vitally important to them then you know customers or convenience stores just really really need to maybe look again up their game you know look at what they've done that's been good um in the past can they do more um it's probably a time to reappraise it and say you know yes we've always done this but can we make more of it i think as Faraz said it's not a quick win it has to be built up over time it takes a lot of effort to do it right but also, I mean, Fraz and his team, are they're doing a lot in their community, but should it just be up to them? 
One great recent example of retail as being a focal point of community engagement has been the Suntory uh, Beverage and Food Initiative, where they donated products to top independent retailers to allocate to community groups, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Uh, Suntory was able to help people most in need and build goodwill with their retailer customers, and the retailers were able to help their communities with support from a supplier. Um, Everyone saw the benefit. It was a win for everyone. Community groups, uh, they received product and support and got exposure um, and the retailer and the supplier all received a goodwill from it as well. It'd be great to see more suppliers work with retailers in that way. Could you see this as a viable option? I think this is such an important point. And for me, KP Snacks did this so well with their local legends campaign. So I think retailers needed to buy certain products and they were entered into various sweepstakes and prizes that recognized retailers who were doing really well and giving back to the community. And it's such a good example of a supplier that's investing, it's activating, and it's really celebrating and giving back to retailers, which is so, so good. Yeah, I think the... uh... The beginning of the pandemic, when um, you know a lot of lines were were rationalised to to help the flow of goods into stores, um, a lot of convenience stores, their 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 ideas of of how they how they felt about suppliers was, um, let's say, less than positive. And uh, I think you know it, it's examples like these are really really key to to you know suppliers really. They don't have to sort of make up ground or claw back um, their reputation, but the convenience channel is such an important channel for them and it's continuing to grow. And suppliers that really want to sort of really represent, you know, their brands and and their employees well, they need to be working with our retailers and working in these communities to improve um, to improve all this relationship. And I think it'll not only will it, it will it be good in terms of reputational, but it will be good for business for suppliers too. Absolutely, it's 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 a it's a willingness, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it applies across the board. Um, you say suppliers they don't have to do this, but some of them want to, and it it helps. It's the same for retailers; they don't necessarily have to help in their community. Life would still go on, but it's still a good thing to do. And given that some people in the community come to him rather than the police, is quite a display of trust in Faraz. He says it's taken years to build up to that level. Could that be off-putting to a newer retailer, and how how could they overcome that? Um, I think uh, I, I think let's say like Faraz has been um, in that community for for many many years, uh, and you know the building up relationships with customers is is something that can take time. I don't think that's something that you know all retailers should have to. That they could, they could be seen as a bit of a burden for some retailers to have to engage with. There's so many ways of supporting the community that um, I think before they can reach that level, they, they, they need to start with the basics. They just need to sort of open themselves up, be be available, be be there for their community, be be seen, be visible in the community. And uh, and then, you know, the relationship can build from there. You know, someone like Faraz, it's... Uh, uh, you know that that's that's the the oak from which a small acorn would have grown a long time ago, sort of thing. Hmm. Um, I think that's what Fraz was saying. You know, baby steps and and starting to get the basics right. Um, but then obviously that can build into into what he's doing, which is you know above and beyond really. Yeah, and it's also about finding the right level for the retailer themselves. I mean, yeah, he's it's, it could be a twenty four seven job for retailers. 
if if they let it be. So it's just a bit finding the balance so they're not stretching themselves too thinly. And finally, Faraz had some suggestions for retailers to improve their community engagement. And on top of that, I, I'd like to see more retailers involved in local politics if possible, so they can help inform the priorities for their area. I know Jonathan James is he's really, really prolific in this area. And I appreciate it's not always possible for everyone, but it's an opportunity to take a proactive approach to community engagement. What other suggestions would you have for retailers looking to improve on this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think local politics can be, can be, can be something to get involved with. And, and by that, I just mean sort of, you know, working closely with the council, bringing issues that affect the community, you know, to, to, to the attention of local authorities, to, to, to help groups campaign and champion uh, campaigns that are happening locally, things like that. Um, but, you know, as we touched on, it, it can be that basic sort of, you know, sponsoring a local football team. It can be, you know, um, setting aside, you know, surplus stock for food banks. Uh, I mean, literally, there's so many ways you can engage with communities that, um, you know, the retailers themselves will, will have the best view of what's going on in their area and, and will know where to address, you know, their efforts, really. But uh, there, there's, there's so many options for them, I think. I know it's starting to feel much more like we're out of the woods with, you know, the pandemic, but so many great examples I've seen in the last year about community involvement came from that. Things like volunteers who stood outside the shop, um, advised on queue length, and, and also just gave people a bit of a chat. Um, I think it was so important for people who were shielding at that time. Um, and there's also the role of community stores in, in testing um, and, and really sort of sending that message on and, and being a hub for that. And Blani, do you think that the, the pandemic has really highlighted the, you know, the effort that retailers are putting in? 100%. And I think that so many people who have been trying to travel less far to store have been discovering new convenience stores um, that are near them that they might not have been to before. Um, and I think they've been pleasantly surprised by those stores. Yeah, I think um, I, I think Faraz sort of mentioned it, that, that it was... You know, it's not not something they hadn't been doing before, but I think the pandemic and, and as Blondie says, it's been there's been a rise of volunteerism in the pandemic. The the hundreds of thousands of people who are involved in vaccination centres and volunteering for that. So I think just shows that you know people people are willing to give their time, give their efforts to to help where and when and where it's needed and and i think that's a, a great example of how stores can get involved in uh, and working with testing as the country opens up again and things like that sort of um the sort of the idea of the sort of mobile testing center at uh, outside a store that comes every couple of days or something like that sort of thing and um and that's you know we've seen retailers doing that and that's because again they have great relationships with the local community with local nhs and things like that sort of thing so it's um yeah i, I think 100 percent it's uh, it's not as if community hasn't been something that retailers haven't been doing before the pandemic, but it's probably a, a time to, to 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 reflect and say, yeah, can we do more? Can we can we refresh what we do, and can we, uh, you know, can can we even cement our ties in this community even further? Excellent. Well, that's a good note to leave it on. I'm afraid that's all we have time for in this episode of the Convenience Mix. Thank you to my co-hosts Ronan and Blani, and thank you to you, the listeners. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Convenience Mix podcast on your favourite streaming platform and keep up to date with the latest news, views and insights from the convenience sector on convenience.co.uk, The Grocer and Lumen Intelligence.